Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Eldest Daughter, a podcast in discovery of what makes a cycle breaker. Per usual, we'll be diving into the experiences, identities, and choices that go into becoming somebody who defines their role for themselves rather than adopting the ones that were given to them. And um, I'm Kendra Austin, your host. And today I am joined by a very, very special guest, Kara Roselle Smith. Hi. Um, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course, absolutely. Uh, Kara is an activist, most importantly. I think that's her most stunning contribution to the world. Um, in addition to being a really, really amazing content creator, um, you're so beautiful. You have a voice made for ASMR. (laughs) Thank you so much. Truly. Truly. And that's why I'm so happy to have you here. I love that. I feel like sometimes you hear your voice without that echo in your head. Yeah, absolutely. And it's heinous. Completely. Exactly. Yeah. I understand. (laughs) I understand 100%. Um, first we just have to dive into what your big three is. Sure. Okay. Wait, do you have any guesses? Okay. Oh my God. That's a great question. (laughs) Okay, I feel like you definitely have some fire. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with, and you're also a truth teller, hmm. but you're clearly a first. I'm gonna go with Aries or Sag, Sun. That's my son, Aries. Oh! Crazy. Okay. okay. I rarely, I rarely can do that. I yeah. rarely can do that. Typically, yeah. I get the moon as the sun. Okay. And then okay. I feel like you might have an Earth moon, maybe like Virgo. Okay. Or Taurus. Okay, I get that a lot, um, but my moon is Aquarius. That's really, that's uh-huh. stunning. Thank you. I'm an Aquarius sun. Oh, oh wait, I feel like I knew this. For yeah. And probably just because I was like stalking. Yeah, here. I'm an Aquarius sun. <laughs> wow, so you're a Word. full truth teller. That's like your whole destiny. What's your, what's your rising? Yeah, um, my rising Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Mm-hmm. You will not let a little people bit of water. forget it. Yeah, exactly. But like the fire of water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the the Martian, the Martian energy. Exactly. I love that. Thank you. You're powerful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of Thank you. Thank you. Wait, so I know your sun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is your moon and rising? I'm a Taurus moon. Okay. And I'm okay. a Capricorn rising. Nice. We nice. the two of us have bad bitch risings. Yeah. Like definitely. Scorpio rising, Capricorn rising, there's nothing that we can't do definitely. together. Definitely. Yeah. Like boss, bad. Exactly, everything. exactly. But it's also a tough life path. Yeah, That's no, I've thing. heard that, yeah, and I completely. felt that. Right, we have <laughs> to sure. go through all of the lessons in order to be the people who yeah. are like sharing and creating safe space. Absolutely. Um, and that's really hard to carry. It is. Yeah, because I get tired like, a lot. Of course, you I get do. tired often. Um, I feel like at this do. year though, I'm in a little bit of a period where I feel a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, but it's still like the constant death and rebirth with Scorpio. Of course. Is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Spiritual, literal, all of the things. Yes. Um, what were you like as a child? Hmm. That's I'm so question. curious about that. Thank you. Um, you know, Aries is like the baby of the Zodiac. So usually those people tend to look and seem the same way their entire lives, which is fascinating to we, me. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm like, gag. I know you're like, where do I, where do I go? <laughs> okay. So, um, that I can, I can, I resonate with that. Um, yeah. I definitely look the same. Like all of my friends will look at baby pictures and it's like, what there's, you're the same, right? same face, everything. Um, and I think I'm really similar. I, I was an only child. Um, so like mm. a little peculiar, um, like to my alone time. Totally. But um, I was really imaginative. I think I like played pretend a lot, like many mm. kids. But I actually had this business called Local Store. No, I started, you're an icon. <laughs> so I started, and I like would make pamphlets and would have my mom shop. Like she's my only shopper. Right. But like she would shop. I would like make shoes for her to buy. She'd give me like real money. Like it was an exchange. Of course, um, but yeah, I was as it work- should be. I was working, so I I earned it. But um, yeah, I did things like that. I we looked at houses a lot and we moved kind of right. frequently. So I, you know, those floor plans yeah. um, that are, you know, like the spec homes, I would draw my, like the house in my mind and I would draw floor plans. Like I did that often and I would like make wow. families that I'd want to put that in them. Um, did I you have a consistent, I, yeah. did you have a consistent imaginary friend? I didn't actually have like any imaginary friends. I don't remember. Wow. But you, you were dreaming of a future. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was always yeah. like creating and dreaming of a future and just like, yeah, pulling from this place of like making. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. When you talk about like creating floor plans, it reminds me of like when I was younger, I was really obsessed with like seasonally changing my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my mom would come in and be like, oh, you're doing that again. And I'm like, yes. well, it's a sleigh Absolutely. and the feng shui is off. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not the same bitch I was yesterday. I have to switch it up. You yeah, completely. It. Okay. That's exactly but, right. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. now I look back and I'm like, I feel like I was really, really motivated because I also moved moved a lot as a child yeah and i think that like i became addicted to change Mm. 
and I feel very comfortable with change also yeah I really totally. like I, I actually love it I, I love it off of it and people will be like oh, I have to move again and I'm like I have to move again like you know that meme where it's like the person looking at the right versus and the... looking at the rock yes. yeah yeah exactly. exactly totally yeah and it's so it's interesting too because I found that becoming comfortable with change also meant knowing when home is calling mm, and yeah. what home looks like and what yeah. belonging really is. Yeah. How have you come to define that for yourself as somebody like you're so deeply rooted in community. Obviously your work is entirely community centered. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that in a minute in specificity, but yeah. Like what does it mean to like call back to home and to belonging as somebody yeah. who enjoys change? Like for how do you sure. find home in yourself again? I think that even though like routines can change, I cultivate that in form of routine mm -hmm. and of, kind of having um like staples that like I ritual do. yeah exactly ritual thank you that's yeah. the word um yeah I think that I you know my mornings look pretty similar across the board unless I'm traveling totally. um but I make myself like oatmeal that I love period that chocolate chip oatmeal is a bad bitch like, all, breakfast. yeah exactly yeah, like is. I'm getting my my nutrients um, totally so I like make that for myself something I've been doing recently too I'm a tea drinker I don't drink coffee mm. um but I have been making ashwagandha root tea every morning transformative um, yeah so yeah. like finding little rituals in those ways and for a while i was meditating the start of this year um but i've fallen off a little bit um but doing we always doing do. those things in the midst of like movement um keeping that steady really helps me out totally yeah that's yeah. incredible yeah um you mentioned you've fallen off meditation a little bit but i i love meditation really i i I found myself also because of baby Zodiac Aries. Totally. The patience. Antsy. Sometimes it's really I know. bad. Like, get me really the hell bad. out of here. Totally. Yeah. And I like really try to focus, but I'm like, am I breathing? Like there's right. a million things going on. No, I was about to say that right. thing too with the Aquarius moon. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's a little bit cerebral. It's very, very hard to get into your body yeah. and to like escape your thoughts yeah or to let them just be because you want to let them like, be i am want to draw I, the conclusions exactly yeah i get so tired of drawing conclusions yeah of course <laughs> but you do. i love that you love meditation yeah I completely you, you know what it's yeah. been it's been a very very long time mm -hmm. though that i've been practicing meditation i fall in and out of it myself it's yeah. also not something like i have like a very fraught relationship with routine i've realized that ritual is most important to me and knowing that i can always come back to something is in itself the dream like right yeah, so cool. the fact that i can come back feels good to me but yeah i found that meditation is helpful um because i've learned how to like observe thoughts and patterns and hopes and dreams without like self-condemnation mm. which is really important for that the kind of work that we do yeah um especially when you share so much of yourself yes. on the internet definitely and other people are going to nitpick yeah. and they're going to impose their opinions and they're also going to impose the resistance that you actually intend to create yep and I know that you're yep. somebody that like also intends to create friction in yeah. people's daily life because they need to draw attention to things that they think are not about them. Right. Right. Definitely. Which is so important. Definitely. Um, let's get into that a little bit. Sure. So sure. you are a member of the Chappaquiddick Wapanong. You are. Which... I mean, I am. Exactly. Well, you <laughs> I know, was going to I say said... you said it right. And then my brain was like, you, you said you are. You Thank are. you so much. You are. Thank you for welcoming me. Yeah, Thank you so much. Um, which, if I remember correctly, that's your traditional lands are the Nuepe. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Most commonly known as Martha's Vineyard. Incorrect. Yep. Incorrect. Get that out of your mouth. I'm learning. Right. Right. Exactly. I I'm working. I'm working. On, no, this. you did a lot. You I did a lot. This. You did. A lot. I truly, truly yeah. am such a part of the fandom. Thank you. Um, for many reasons, like mm -hmm. I feel like you welcome your audience into, uh, like the sweetness and the joys and the delights mm -hmm. as much as you do, like the, the impending like the impending importance of reclaiming yeah. land yeah and both of those yeah. things are so present um what was your intention in sharing so much about your people and the ancestry and also obviously land reclamation yeah i mean i think that uh my biggest intention is to have um reparations and period to reclaim stories of my ancestors As like just should. to like the fact that um like i'm here because they were and they did right um, and i want to carry that on that's so and powerful. i yeah and my i i grew up you know my mom um was very vocal about our ancestry she was the tribal historian for a long time mm -hmm. um i saw you know papers everything was all around me since right. i was young um and then my mom actually became the chief of our tribe which for a woman it's called a songs and mm. she was the chief of our tribe and i just also really wanted to continue and carry on the information that she was giving me right um 
Yeah, I think that. And so you had that desire early on. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say I think I've grown into it for sure. Yeah. I've, I've had an interest in it. And I think not everybody, but speaking for myself when I was younger, I think there's a part of you that's like, oh, like, I don't want to like this is like history. Uh, like, I'm. Kind yeah, of it's like it's boring and it. it's hard. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that also had to do with me primarily living in white spaces a of lot course. of my life. Um, and like every. Yeah. All through school I lived in pretty white spaces right so i think that influenced my interest a little yeah bit. completely 100 yeah. percent, and like yeah. not seeing an opportunity to be heard right right exactly. i think in youth like even when you have this kind of voice pounding at your throat like desperate to escape mm -hmm. you also want it to fall on ears that are welcoming exactly um and obviously that's not always going to be the case but right. i do think that that is the beauty of social media and yeah. the accessibility is like yeah. and when you are sharing something that like for better it currently worse is yeah. niche should not be niche right. but it is right. right and i think because of that it's like really the only people that initially you're going to attract are people who want to hear you mm -hmm. and that kind of creates that safe space that right. landing space for you to be able to share and see what works for you and yeah. see I, I think even like what it is that you consider sacred and maybe you're not ready mm -hmm. to share with people yeah um what has that been like for you like deciding what's sacred for yourself and 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 what it is that you want to share yeah um that's a great question let me think um i think that i've been pretty open uh some some things that I shy away from sharing like for um, respect like for my culture and like myself and then also like you know for the right. community um, something that we're pretty close or we close guard is language mm. and so I'm you know I, I say some words that I know that are more broad or just like right like um, greetings yeah or... greetings saying thank you katabatash um, but I've been mindful of not oversharing language mm -hmm. um, so keeping those things in mind totally yeah. language yeah. is so incredibly powerful mm -hmm. because once you hand it over mm -hmm. it can be weaponized yeah so quickly absolutely um and obviously we even see that in context of the english language and how mm -hmm. how manipulative it can be yeah um so you truly truly are performing necromancy on things that have been lost and taken mm -hmm. which is like a very very specific role to take mm -hmm. on as a cycle breaker and you're doing it while also very much in grief yes um i know yeah. that your mother just passed and transitioned into spirit okay. again i'm so sorry thank you that yeah a lot. yeah of course i'm so yeah. sorry and you did mention at the beginning of our discussion that you have found joy and levity mm -hmm. recently. I have. So how how has that come to be? I it's have. such a it's yeah, such it seems a like such weird time. timing. But yeah. also I think I understand. Yeah. yeah. So for some context, and I think like for you too, like my so um the last uh, maybe a few years ago, my mom was diagnosed with something called MSA. Mm. And it stands for multiple systems atrophy. It's a neurological condition essentially where like the the body just atrophies and like systems like slowly die um and i think for a long time i was experiencing like prolonged grief mm -hmm. and grieving like in you know over the course of years um and i'm also in therapy so that's really helpful in talking about this shouts out dog 100 yeah, like, the unsung heroes yes yeah. um it's been my lifeline but yeah i've been discussing that with my therapist and um i I think that like knowing that I was taking that time to grieve and I'm, I'm still very actively grieving. Of um, I, I think I find some comfort in the fact knowing like my mom is no longer in pain mm. and no longer suffering as much as I miss her and I want her here and I want to talk to her. Right. Um, but um, that, that provides me from some solace. Um, and I've also just recently come into a really amazing friend group mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm just like meeting beautiful souls of course you all are. the time um, you are one yeah of course you. you are thank you um and that really that just has given me um just like, it's just filled me so much support yeah, yeah and absolutely. just realizing how important community community is right it's yeah. so stunning yeah. that in such in, immense loss you have clearly the universe and god has like called in a tribe mm -hmm. of its own of its mm -hmm. own right a named a different name tribe exactly. right and a new community and family exactly. um to kind of fill that space and, yes. and really prop you up yeah my therapist when i was telling her about um this it was this like very transformative trip i went to kind of last minute to uh, dr mm -hmm. um and i was telling her about it like ah like yeah right up. and she's like no i feel like you know like the universe and your mom like dropped you into this this place mm. to be loved 
um and it feels it feels really good yeah that's yeah incredible thank you that's truly truly <laughs> incredible is, yeah. i mean like yeah. i think so many people are um obviously so deeply fearful of loss mm -hmm. and of death mm -hmm. and of like the great unknown that comes after something that cannot be undone yep Right. And we make so many decisions. Of course. Of <laughs> yeah. course. We make so many decisions in hopes that that will never happen to us, mm -hmm. but it is going to happen yes. to us. Inevitable. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, and it is so beautiful how much how much you've shared. And even prior to your mom's passing, I remember seeing a post that you made where you talked about being the only child and a caretaker for two mm. parents. Mm -hmm. um, and so to like hear that there is kind of a nuance of relief, I think is something that will bring a lot of people great comfort to hear. Mm, I hope so. And permission to feel that way. Right, right. Permission to feel like having grace with yourself and allowing yourself to feel is mm -hmm. so big. I feel like one of my, one of my really good friends, Anu, um, I actually was able to spend time with her. That was also very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, I feel like sometimes you're hard on yourself for feeling. Like, Ugh. let yourself feel. It's okay. Um, and so by doing that and by sharing, um, like that post that you saw, I actually, I think that was also in response to seeing other people that are in those roles or something like semi-adjacent share. Totally. Um, and it made me feel less alone. So it's in the hopes of making other people feel less alone. Right. In that absolutely yeah. of course of yeah. course where do you find i i think her name is nora mcinerney she wrote a few books in in her husband's passing mm -hmm. about um grief and she specifically talked about how grief is a chronic condition but we can find kind of like mm. love's meeting place like mm -hmm. ways to like reconvene with people who have passed mm -hmm. what does that look like for you to like meet with your mom now mm. you know like what are your conversations with her feel like or seem like yeah that's a great question um i feel like i ask her for guidance a lot um mm -hmm. it's really for me it's um it doesn't involve being at any particular place it's just like totally. speaking aloud um to her um, yeah and so so asking her things you know like small things like i was driving around yesterday like mom can you help me find a parking spot like right period <laughs> you got me like please <laughs> um and then also like larger things like um really going through some some things with um realizing you know why i'm attracted to emotional unavailability and mm. really having some triggers and difficulties um with some recent recent developments love um, interests What's that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except the yeah. way I'm talking around it so hard. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to yeah. name them, but let's talk about exactly. let's yeah, talk about like it. That a perspective a perspective suitor. Like, yeah, exactly. A suitor. Yeah. Um, and so dealing with that, but also for the first time really sitting in the feelings that were triggering me mm. and um learning from them. And right. realizing that like the things that I was running from were, could actually teach me. Yes. Um, and so that has felt really great and transformative. And like through that process, being like, mom, can you can you help me like yes. read through, get through these these patterns that mm -hmm. I've now recognized. Now it's about not making the same decisions in right. the face of them. Yeah, of course. Exa yeah. Yeah. That is the that truly, truly is the beauty of healing. Like, I think so many people think that the incentive to heal and to do the work and to go mm -hmm. to therapy is that one day you're going to stop hurting. Mm -hmm. And it's actually that one day you'll feel this hurt again and you'll make a more compassionate choice. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and like it. you, it's so fortified and it, like it creates this like self-trust. I think it's so beautiful that you are able to recognize obviously like the immediate connection potency of having your mother and your spiritual team and the mm -hmm. fact that you know she's there mm -hmm. like it's not a question that that exactly. she is there yeah um and that you can speak her name and honor her and we yeah. have obviously like and i know that this is a part of your very specific like tradition and veneration of mm -hmm. ancestors and spirits that are here with you yeah um and i'd imagine that that definitely helps in this transition it definitely does no i feel her everywhere um i also have a ritual where if I'm thinking about her at any time of the day, I say, I love you, Ma, I miss right. you, oh like aloud, um, just to like speak it. And that's helped me a lot. But yeah, even when I was, um, I went to the People's Choice Awards in December, which was yes. amazing. You were honored by Lizzo. I was. At the People's yes. Choice Awards. <laughs> I know. That is so iconic. I know. I know. So iconic. Yeah. How did you feel? It felt, 
it felt amazing. Right. I actually coincidentally had like no nerves. I didn't feel like right. that energy at all, but I felt honored and humbled. And I was so grateful to be there with all of the other amazing women totally. that were chosen. Right. It was pretty, it was pretty wild. Of course. And like yeah. also to be in a space where you see your peers. Yes. I think that's like such an interesting thing when yeah. you're doing this work because it is, again, such ritual. It's like, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and show up for, for my ancestry, for my lineage, for myself, yeah. for my place in this world. Yeah. And you're just so head down in that because mm -hmm. it's ultimately thankless, right? Mm -hmm. Like as much as like people can honor you and say how amazing you are, right. that work is deep. It really is only known to you yeah. for how important it is. And I think like to be able to, I, even just from external to be able to watch you mm -hmm. in that space and be honored with your peers. I was like, that's right. Like that's exactly Thank where you. she should be. That means a lot. That yeah. Means a lot. Yeah. It felt like it felt it felt like natural, but also it was so surreal. You know, like getting totally. a call from the producer, and I was actually I think I had just moved into my apartment, and I was like showering or something. My phone's always on D and D. My friends get on me all the time, but I looked at I saw a missed call in a voicemail, and I like saw you know the preview text. Right. She was like, "Hey, like the uh, producer from People's Choice, yada yada, Lizzo." I was like, "Wait, what?" I was let me call you back. Hold on. Um. So I gave her a call back and. I was like, yeah, I think I can make myself free next week. <laughs> like, wow. Let's do this. Yeah, but you're like, sure. Yeah, I can, I can figure I, that I, out. I can find some time. I can find some time. Find some time. For, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. For Lizzo? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was, that. yeah, that was wild. Um, and then in, in that moment, I actually, that day was heading down to go to Lobby Call. Right. And had opened my suitcase again for some reason. Like, I don't even remember. I think I was going to journal because um, I, I pulled out, like, the journal. And... It fell out, and I have a photo of my mom in there, and it fell out onto the floor. And I was like, oh, like, she's here, you know? Oh, my God, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. Um, and it made me cry. Of course. <laughs> I definitely cried. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, so I, like, cried a little, had a little moment, and then I was like, okay, let's, like, right, up. Um, right. Because makeup was it's done. It's time to eat. Yeah, right. you said it's time to exactly. eat. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So I to go. But, um, yeah, I feel like even even in the times where I don't, you know, I'm not seeing it physically, totally. I know it. but that that time i was like wow yeah she's here yeah she's and making this. herself so known right yeah completely right. um so do you identify as historian as well like is that a role that mm. you identify with and want to step into it does feel that you're doing that but it feels like there's something yeah more. i feel like i don't think i can call myself a historian not right. yet at least um i i do think i've probably done some work that that is similar um but yeah i haven't i haven't like done the deep digging like my mom had like done tracing and spent uh, like hundreds of hours right. tracing us back to the 1600s actually like did the family line and wow. i have done nothing like compared or comparable to that completely um, but yeah i think i'm i'm kind of stepping into that right in in being like on the receiving end of that work and growing mm -hmm. up around that mm -hmm. was there anything about the the history of the chappaquiddick wapanog and and your time your people's time on the Nuebe, like, was there anything about that that felt intrinsically you? Like, mm. those moments where you're like, oh, that reminds me of me. Like, you see a picture of, a, of like, a great lost aunt that mm -hmm. you didn't know, or, like, mm -hmm. there's, like, a gift that everybody in your tribe has. Like, is there something yeah. that you knew, like, that you were of that? I think a bit. Um, I feel like something that a lot of people in my family seem to... Um, to have um is the ability to like storytell mm -hmm. and like hearing about those and like oral stories and those traditions yes. that really spoke to me and resonated with me um and i feel like a lot of my friends <clears throat> actually think like always tell me they're like i love your storytelling um yeah of course so that's something that i've always felt kind of like connected mm -hmm. to to them yeah, absolutely. I mean, it feels like a natural gift. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, what does it mean? What has it meant for you now to be able to, do you feel any resistance to things that have been placed on you? Does it, do you feel any resistance to roles that have been placed on you? And obviously that I feel like that would definitely have transformed yeah. in the passing of your mother. Maybe there are things yeah. that you like once didn't love that you're like, well, now this is my journey. Right. 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 Like totally. it, what has that experience been like for you? Um, I'm trying to think things that have been placed on me. Roles, stories that you heard about yourself. Um, yeah. I think obviously even just like being a caretaker, it's like, right. that is really hard and nobody Nobody is born wanting right. to not really have to be, be able to be a right. child. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, that was difficult. Actually, I think that something to get, um, I think to yeah, kind of go there. Um, yeah, totally. In, in the vein of caretaking, I feel like a lot of the issues I'm working through have to do with 
parent a parent that was like pretty emotionally unavailable Absolutely. and so having to like have the like burden or the expectation of like carrying on those parents emotions completely and holding space for them and right for um having to you know like visual like kind of um God, what is my I'm like what did my therapist say um having totally to, like pick up cues non-verbally that like you shouldn't have to do completely. as a child um I'm shedding a lot of that um, yes yeah like feeling yeah. It, you know it's so fascinating to you because when you're you're raised caretaking and also making assumptions about other people's needs mm -hmm. you learn how to a forget your own mm -hmm. on purpose right yeah. you're like this is much easier like yeah. because i can't do it for me and them because right. i'm just a baby yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm a baby um so like if i have to choose i'm going to choose them because they're the ones that i'm hearing you're supposed to give this to me right so let me do this first right, right? and then like later on you also become like resentful yes. of your own needs yes. like and it's really, really challenging then to develop relationships as an adult. Yeah. You did mention that you've like found um, another chosen family, which is mm -hmm. so beautiful and you're more than deserving of that. Mm -hmm. How has it been to like shed that kind of lack of availability of your own mm -hmm. um, and be able to like receive your own needs? Like, have there been any specific experiences or even like aha moments where you're like, I'm deserving of this. Like I need to show up for my needs. Yeah. Like I need to stand up for myself and like they need to be in the room now. Yeah, I think um, I don't I think I've just had this this um, this amazing experience of like feeling comfortable enough to just like say my needs. Yeah. And then when they're they're well received, I'm like, oh, like this doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to chase for your needs. Right. Um, and realizing right. that has been, has been pretty wild. And even, um, <clears throat> well, hold on. Even period. Some, <laughs> Open up that period. throat chakra, babe. <laughs> just got to do some like warm up. Yeah, um, absolutely. Even just like the smallest things where, um, you know, you're not, you're not like seen or necessarily like prioritized mm. by caretakers and, um, just talking with friends and then being like, Oh, I really love the way your mind works. Or I really just like comments, Right. Like that, like just to be, I actually, we were all, all talking about how much we love each other because we have this group chat. Completely. Um, and I was just, um, I, I remembered a note that I wrote like right when we had left. And it was that I'd realized after this trip that just to be is enough. Mm. And I sent it to everybody. Um, but that I was like, is this so is what I wrote stunning. after I left. Yeah. That is yeah. so stunning. Yeah. How have you practiced or fortified that since you had that realization? Mm. And those relationships are in general. All of them um all of them e even in i guess yeah. like in your creative work yeah right like i think joey <laughs> joey yeah. our, our producer in here <laughs> we were talking about how like you know just setting boundary the, yeah. the realization that boundaries are important so that yes. people know what to expect of you true is yeah. e even in your work is like those things are all connected there's synchronicity yes. yeah between your ability to name your needs and show up for boundaries mm -hmm. in your romantic relationships and your platonic friendships yeah. all the way down to your projects of like yeah. hey we need a video yesterday and you're like actually i need right. sleep today though yes. so yes, i'll get it for you important. in two days very important. and that's just setting a reasonable expectation for what i can be yeah so no, what is okay that i have like a couple of things that have come up um regarding kind of like work relationships um well the first is actually shortly after my mom passed away and i was kind of stepping into this already um and uh, I was I was communicating with somebody who's not my main agent. They had mm -hmm. tagged somebody else, and I was like, "Hey, um, I'd be open to doing you know these partnerships, though. Like, my mom just passed away. I need a couple of weeks, whatever." Totally. And she responded back um, to everything but that my mom passed away. And no, yes, exactly. And so I, I really I looked at that, and I was like, "Don't like that." Absolutely right. And um, instead of maybe being like, oh, I don't want to ruin this deal or I, I, I don't want to be difficult. Uh, I really, I, I just responded back. You addressed it. Yeah, I addressed, yeah. I addressed my concern. Um, and I wrote back to her and I was like, you know what? I actually don't think I feel comfortable proceeding with these partnerships. I just disclosed that my mom passed away like less than a month ago and I didn't hear anything uh, in response to that. That right. makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, she actually responded back. It opened up a really, a chance for a beautiful conversation. Mm. Um, and I had a feeling, it was so weird. I had this intuition that after I sent the message that maybe she had gone through something similar. Yes. And she messaged me back and she's like, I'm so sorry for doing that. 
Um, I actually lost my mom a couple of years ago and my response was always head down and I didn't have those moments and didn't have those moments afforded to me. The space. And that's so exactly that's, right. Right. And so I didn't, you know, and I'm so sorry for not acknowledging it. Like I wow. felt like it was uncomfortable for me. Um, and I was like, I really appreciate you coming back with this. I am so sorry you lost your mother. Um, and I appreciate like, maybe we can find a middle ground and work on this. Um, totally. But it, it allowed this openness that of course. if I, you know, it was just like whatever, or just kept going forward, I would have had this feeling like right. I didn't honor, right. honor what was going on in my body. True, exactly. Yeah, yeah you would have betrayed yourself. Right. And ultimately, unbeknownst to you, you would have actually ended up also kind of betraying this person. Yes. And that is yeah. the amazing thing about the truth. Yeah. Like it truly, truly yeah. does completely transform the yeah. environment it the does. second that, it establishes itself in the room, Definitely. you know? And like, it's so amazing how in that moment you had to push, of course, like this is again, just the, the burden of breaking cycles. Mm -hmm. And even when you don't want to, right. Yep. Even if you don't realize that it's beyond you, it's yep. still beyond you. Yep. You're like, okay, I'm going to take this deeply personal moment where like, I know that I have to speak this because it's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and like, just even in, recognition of your mom and, mm -hmm. and the loss of her it's like i'm yes. not gonna let her be unspoken right in this moment exactly i'm not gonna let the fact that my grief deserves to exist be unspoken right. and like this is a really human experience right. i'm not gonna let you make me feel alien yeah or unknown yeah. for something that all of us will have to eventually face exactly and it turns out that this person had already faced it had already faced it and like I, that is one of the most depressing things about grief to, for me especially mm -hmm. in the last like you know the last three and a half years we've all mm -hmm. experienced collective grief together and then also had our own personal grievances yes in between like Absolutely. in that time is that the world does not stop like does capitalism does not rest it doesn't care work does not rest no. and like how do we how do we learn how to care for ourselves mm -hmm. how do we learn how to do that how have you learned how to do that i think um like mo by moments like those right um and i know you know i think that even that is a privilege um, it is my, i'm really grateful um that my mom you know is still in a way taking care of me after she's passed and mm -hmm. i feel a little bit like i feel comfortable enough to say things like that like, right like maybe i won't participate in this um but i think that I think that even if you maybe don't feel comfortable or aren't afforded that luxury, still speaking your mind um, in some way is part of breaking those things and of challenging um, how we're able to feel and experience grief. Totally. Absolutely. No, that's a big Scorpio rising mood as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just confronting, yeah. just confronting the things that, that yeah. people are unwilling to or too fearful of because they know on the other end of that, there's so much more work to right. do. Right. right. Yes. Like that's the thing. Like we can like name grief or you can be like, I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sad. This is terrible. I cannot yeah. believe this happened to me. Why did it happen? Like, you know, all of yes. the things that, that come with that. It's yeah. like, this is those experiences feel so isolating because we always feel that we're the first to have experienced mm -hmm. them. And in reality, we're the only ones that matter in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and allowing that to be true is such a challenge while also balancing like the normalizing yes. right like normalizing but not generalizing your right. experience that's what my therapist always says she's Ooh, like, like you know i want to normalize not generalize it's not that yeah. this is worthless because it's happened to everybody yeah but it has happened to everybody and you too will yeah. be able to face this like yeah. you were equipped with the tools to face this mm -hmm. um and that feels really affirming to me but i it took me a really really long time to like not minimize my own struggle but also not catastrophize it to the point that i don't exist anymore mm. Right. And making myself a human being. Yeah, definitely. It's so, so hard. Yeah. Um, so moving into like, I want to move in a little bit into your joy. Sure. What does joy look like now? How are you finding levity? Sure. What do um, you like to do to find levity? What does that look like for I, you? I honestly, I like to laugh. Like Period. I love, I just like, you're, you're in a silly people. goofy mood. I'm in a silly goofy a he -he -ha -ha mood. Like mood. Yeah. I just love mm -hmm. a hee ha ha. Um, I love just like cackling and laughing <laughs> totally with people, like in general totally um it just brings like i just feel like it's like just like the body can't contain the joy like yeah it's everything of course um, i love laughing um yeah i'm trying to think of like what i do to laugh but i feel like i just find like moments like in existence like i feel like we were laughing just like so much just like yeah. reading each other earlier totally um, just finding the joy yeah you general. have to um which is something actually i've been um like something that I've tailored, I've not tailored. What's the word I'm looking for? 
something that I've noticed that I've done with my work in mm-hmm. general is kind of like sometimes putting on this like front of sorts. Um, and I think that it was because when I started, I felt like there was a certain way I should be or totally I should act or communicate this information. And um, well, I think that, you know, I got the point across and it's doing OK. Um, I really edited out a lot of the like goofy parts stuff of me yeah, yeah just like my natural manner mannerisms or totally. how i would just like actually be and i'm starting to really incorporate that a lot more mm. and so i'm really excited um in general and also for like work to right be able to to be more authentically myself and i feel like that's showing up um online and in real life yeah absolutely yeah. 100 i i feel like i can experience that yeah. completely yeah. that's like one yeah. of my favorite things about watching creators that who I feel a just like innately connected to because I can feel the pulse of your spirit. Mm -hmm. And I understand that it comes from such an authentic place. And like, I understand also the power of authenticity is that when it's received, it then overflows in abundance. Yeah. It just like, it amplifies itself. Right. And so I feel like that is absolutely happening. Um, and like, what a beautiful thing. I feel like that is the gorgeous part about experience that like bring us to our, knee- our knees that they also make us undress ourselves mm-hmm. because it's not that fucking deep. No. Like you realize that we are just creating our silly little vi- like videos, yeah. doing our silly little tasks. Yeah. And like the silly is what makes them tangible to yeah. people. And that's not to say that like, we're not talking, like if we talk about reparations in yeah. land reclamation and yeah. like, we're talking about genocide right like those things are for real they're very serious have very very real real. exactly (laughs) very real consequences and also we still have to show up for those things yeah we don't like get off the hook right just because we think that it doesn't apply to us Mm -hmm. um with that being said it's like the the silliness of it the like authenticity of you is what humanizes the experience right exactly and it's it's so nice that people get to have that part of yourself yeah um, so what kind of work now are you doing within your tribe that you want people to be a part of and like yeah. want to activate people to show up for? Yeah, for sure. So I think like the biggest, um, our biggest goal is land back. Of course. That is the biggest goal right. in our tribe. What um, are action items that the average person can do to show up for indigenous peoples? That's a really great question. Um, action items to show up for indigenous peoples. I think non-tangible is listen to indigenous stories, um, share indigenous stories to support indigenous peoples like it doesn't always have to be a monetary or financial type of situation or backing um but i think that um something with with sharing and with with um listening um something that a lot of people don't know is actually that you can donate land to tribes um so yeah like your own land i'm also gonna move my leg because like yeah get comfortable get comfortable my dad always said to like not sit on my legs but no do what you here we are yeah gonna still do it (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah um actually okay okay Uh, yeah you can you can donate your land donate land to tribes and so many people don't know that i mean it's not information that's been well circulated right of course Um, but yeah you can you um instead of doing a sale um you have to um i think talk with um the interior Mm -hmm. secretary um of any given state and you can actually um, donate to a tribe that has like 501c3 nonprofit. Wow. Um, and that's something, yeah, I, I actually had shared that on our tribe Instagram because we have a page as well separate right. from mine. And a woman there who's a landowner reached out and was like, wow, I wish I knew this. We like had, you know, multiple parcels and had sold them. And if I had known, I would love to have donated to the tribe. And it's like, ah, but um, yeah, exactly. also I'm glad that they know now. Totally. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. Um, so you can uh, offer you can offer a personal deed to the land and yeah. still live on it. You can offer well. You can you can do both. You can offer yeah. a personal deed, or you can like deed and transfer fully the land wow. over to a tribe. But you know, I mean, a lot of the times you want the financial gain, so people don't just right like, exactly one hundred percent. Well, and I'm just thinking about like how often, like even like in passing or bankruptcy bankruptcy or whatever. Like recently. I was speaking to a friend of mine who's who a family member passed and Mm -hmm. she was talking about how she had to like go back to, um, you know, the American South where her family's from Mm -hmm. in order to kind of have this discussion about where the land is going. Yeah. And I was thinking about how, like, I actually know many people from like the American South who that's true for like a lot of black folks Mm -hmm. who like just I mean, obviously, there's so much trauma 
yeah. attached to in the connection between black folks and the land right but ultimately yeah. like it belongs to us that was true prior to the transatlantic slave trade um and particularly true for afro-indigenous peoples right that's like a, a combination definitely um of of deep-seated interest in returning back to the land mm -hmm. and being able to have ownership of it mm -hmm. but yeah i was i was thinking about that i was like there are so many people who like have actual like ancestral ownership to land mm -hmm. and have rejected it because of things that are so deeply traumatic mm -hmm. and at the same time like this is this feels like a common interest between the Amer like american black folks who have history yes. in the transatlantic slave trade and indigenous peoples who were here yeah. prior yeah no, it definitely, it definitely overlaps. I think that we have, we actually uh, just, you know, as peoples and as peoples that were minorities and were um, the ones that built up this country have so many totally. shared um, stories and histories. And we, I just think we're so much stronger together. And I right. think like realizing how much we have in common um, is so mm. important. And mm -hmm. that is one of them. For sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Um, speaking of storytelling, yeah. what is like, I am such a firm believer. I think you're the first person that I've asked this directly, but I am such a firm believer that like the stories and the folk tales and the lore that you connected with most as a child mm -hmm. is representative of like your hero's journey mm -hmm. or like your life path. Mm -hmm. Were there any stories that you really, really loved um, that could be both indigenous and not like, obviously that's, that's also close that could be closed in practice yeah but um that you feel like makes sense now let me think nothing's like immediately coming to totally. mind and i hate when that happens no <laughs> well no well, you know what i was thinking about this actually yesterday because yeah. i was re-watching the little mermaid okay and that was one of my favorite stories as a child because i felt voiceless in my yeah. home and wow. now i'm a professional storyteller and so that makes That's so beautiful. much sense because that gift or that feeling right of needing to like refine language and like make it important yeah i feel like is what i do now yeah. and that made so much sense to me oh my God. um honestly that could also be just like things that you connect with now like what do you like right. what are what are some shows that you love some right. stories that you love characters that you love on tv and you're like right. that is caracoded okay so a show that i like but this isn't like i don't think it's caracoded but a show that i really <laughs> liked is the undoing like that's oh my just God, such totally a drama, dramatic show like i don't i hope like well yeah no i don't want anyone no babe you don't need to connect <laughs> nobody needs to connect with that at all at all at no, you're all. right you're right um okay let me think of another one <laughs> you know what yeah <laughs> do you watch sex in the city okay i do but okay i feel like as i've aged um that show like i find more and more things that are a little bit like heinous yeah of course it. um but yes i really do love that show i feel like i'm a mix or would be a mix kind of between carry with some of my unhealed and unresolved traumas Absolutely. we're working on those um but also in miranda just for the like right. comedic relief i feel like okay so there we go right that's that's where i'm gonna take that's, it today that is always yeah. where i go that is always yeah. where i go is i'm like if yeah. i need to do a character study yeah on something that is blank coded yeah identity x coded yeah I'm going to ask you which Sex and the City cast member you think you are, okay. what combination. Yeah. Because I feel like it's Carrie helpful. Carrie Miranda. Yeah. I think I'm also a Carrie Miranda. Ooh. I really appreciate that. You know what? Yeah. I think that like, I think there is a performance of me that I feel like people would assume is like a Samantha. Mm. Um, mm. Just because I'm like, I am going, I'm going there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I can see that. I, I want to like, I'm, I'm definitely here for the shock value right. and for the nitty and the gritty of it all. And like, I'm a little bit vampy, but I think to my core, I'm just like deeply intellectual and messy and we'll do things for the bit. Yeah. And we'll do things messy. because there's a story there. <laughs> right. And that's very carry. Right. Um, and then also like, as like lighthearted as I, as I think I am, those things have consequences yes. and Carrie also doesn't understand that. Right. So like Never. see her, feel her. Yeah, right. I do. And then like Miranda's obviously like maybe a, a Capricorn Taurus mashup yeah, of a character. And so like, sure. yeah, she's just a little bit serious, you know? Yes. She is like she broke up with somebody because they went to the bathroom in front of her. And I feel exactly. like that's something that would give that's me wild. Yeah. 100%. That's insane. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, it's like not the like most beautiful thing ever. But no. And also like... it's like, well, it's like naturally also a part of intimacy, right. which I think is I understand that. Like she, right. there, there are parts 
of Miranda's character arc, including obviously the entirety of her relationship with Steve, yeah. even through the rerun. Yeah. Where like she just doesn't like how available he is. Right. To her. It has more to do, I think, with an avoidance of intimacy or and being uncomfortable with with intimacy for sure. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, what makes Miranda. you feel exactly so Miranda, I get that. I get that. Yeah. And you know what? That's a perfect segue into yeah. my question for you is like, sure. what makes you feel most loved and most cared for? Like what are like what do you feel like the people in your life like what makes you feel like you're being poured into as somebody who has so much to give and so much to offer and does? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what makes me feel loved? I think um, I feel like just quality time is a big thing for me. Right. Like having friends just like be there for you, invest in you, show up. Um, that that is everything. Um, I'm trying to think. I love Sorry, that. my brain's going no, so that's smooth. Great. Let's edit. Um. No, that's great. No, you're great. You're great. Like, what is showing up? What does yeah. showing up look like? Are you like an acts of service person? Are you a um, a quality time person? I think more more so quality time. Yeah, like just being there for me, talking to me, being available, totally. like just being available to me on Facetime. You know, like going through the right. grief and loss of my mom. Yeah, um, of course. Some of my like best friends just just like making themselves available, like no matter totally. what time. Um, just picking up my call like right. that means everything just to be able to like communicate yeah. uh with friends for sure yeah of course absolutely yeah. is that something that you had to learn how to ask for or like i think i've had yeah and i still like have to learn how to ask for it or you know the times that it doesn't happen and i'm like oh like why didn't right they just and you want to be like they hate it. me yeah, yeah exactly and so like realizing that like that's not always the case and sometimes you have to say like hey i'm feeling this way right now um i may need support and that looks like this totally um that's that's something that i'm still definitely yeah on. but and even like which is more acts of service i guess but just friends um like listening to an offering i was doing a closet sale yesterday and yeah i got no sleep like this never happens but it happens on the worst days when it mm -hmm. does and i had to be up so early i had to set up for this work was working it all day and i had told my best friend one of my best friends alexa i was like hey I'm literally like, I can't today. Um, this is going to be so rough. And she was like, well, I'm planning to stop by the sale. Um, I'm going to get you a try. And so, and she like, that's so sweet. She brought me like the, the smallest yes. things, but you know, just like supporting. Totally. Um, absolutely. Ways that you can. Right. Yeah. And just like make you feel held and like, oh, you've, you've thought of me. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I find that like those little and intentional actions make me feel like grandiosity actually kind of makes me uncomfortable mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. when people do things that are just a bit much yeah. it's not that i'm resistant to receive yeah it's that i don't and if it doesn't make sense for the situation mm -hmm. it feels like it could be like hung over my head or like mm. used for manipulation like, i just yeah, have this like that. yeah totally that's exactly yeah. it um and so i find myself really really um touched by like those small acts of service as well yeah. um because they feel fleeting yeah and in that way i know that like i was just a passing thought for you and that feels actually more intentional this like yeah. what what do we do about a problem like kendra versus yeah. being like actually you're not a problem at all you're a part of my life right and caring for you is just a part of my yeah. life yeah actually something i was thinking of the other day too with just like all of the friends in my life just being able to say like actively um while we're here like i right. love you so much like oh. expressing that love. I think that's really big for me because um, another to be pers very personal, sure. but in case anyone else has experienced this or goes through something similar, um, my dad, like my dad is so like avoidant and is not available. Mm -hmm. And even with just this past um, Mother's Day, I didn't hear from him. And I was like, wow, wow, this is my first Mother's Day without my mom. And I don't have my dad checking in on me. I felt so much love from like friends, community, other family members. Um, and I was like, ooh, am I going to say something and regret him? say something? Or am I going to not and regret not saying anything? Mm. And so I did address it. And I was like, hey, look, I hope you're doing okay. This was my first Mother's Day without mom. If um, It would have meant a lot if you checked in on me. And his response, which I think is very... Uh, it's very integral to like how I've operated. Yeah. It was like, Oh, you know, I'm thinking about you and that I care about you. Um, you know, you know, actually I don't. So and that's like the snippet I'll share. Um, yes. But, yeah. Like the, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I don't like I've, I'm, I'm telling you, yes, I'm I telling know. you, I need to, I need to hear it. Like yeah. that would make me feel loved. Yeah. Um, and so I was really proud of myself for doing that. I'm so proud yeah. of you. So appreciate that you mentioned that the yeah. choice in that moment was, like avoid the situation similarly to yeah. to him yeah 
and feel regret because right. I know that that's a cycle I'm reentering. Yes. Right. And I'm choosing yes. or choose something else, which is breaking the cycle mm -hmm. and feeling regret because no matter what loss is there. Yeah. And I think that that is like yeah. the bitterness of adulthood Yes, and Absolutely. choosing better than Absolutely. what was handed to us Yeah, is that no matter what loss is there and it, we have to choose the loss that we can live with mm. because we know we chose better for us. Ooh. And that it sounds like that's what you did, that which was really beautiful earlier. I can't say that was <laughs> that, that. Yeah, that's so yes. beautiful. Period. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And also you're learning how to snap. Yeah. Which I'm is also really gorgeous. Kara shared with us earlier that she's learning how to slap. This one sounds like that is crisp. And you know, it's on its way. It, oh, I can't. Okay, I can't follow that up. Well, you know, in the little, the nail is very constant. That is how, current. right. Yeah, exactly. It's giving that sounds a little, a little bit. That's it. Okay. That's, see, I'm, we're nailing done. it. Look at us nailing, <laughs> nailing it. it. Nailing it. Um, <laughs> um, okay, my last question for yeah. you, which don't worry, is not complicated. Okay. <laughs> unless, unless it is. Unless it is I ask everybody me. this. If you were to create a recipe for cycle breaking... And you mm -hmm. were to list a few ingredients, mm -hmm. anywhere from one to five, what would they be in your own personal experience? Um, okay, so w one main thing, um, because I think I recently saw it on TikTok, that mm -hmm. one of our, um, I think the the generational curse where a lot of us are dealing with the most is avoidance. I saw that too. And right. that, right, that, that hit. hurt it. Yeah, yeah that exactly. I was like, can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think that it would be to, to address is one mm. of the ingredients like address and communicate in all ways always right. um i think it would be involve grace mm -hmm. is another recipe that's my favorite word yeah it's, is it yeah it's beautiful I've, i feel really challenged to show up for it mm. and also i feel like a lot of my life i haven't been shown it so mm. now i it's my favorite i'm owning you deserve it. all the grace thank you so much you deserve all the grace thank you. um yeah i think grace for sure um for, for others and for ourselves, mm -hmm. that's so important. It's a mutual relationship. It sure. definitely is. Um, and <sighs> laughter. Yes. For some lightness. Yes. And levity and the cycle yes. breaking. Like it can't all, it really, if you make it all serious, you won't survive. You're not going to survive. It's going to no. be dark as fuck. But, can I swear yeah. on here? Yeah, yeah of course it's gonna you be can. Dark as fuck. Um, Completely. Well, and also it's not right. true. Yeah. Like truth is dual. Yeah, it definitely is. It yeah. Definitely is. All of that exists at once and can exist at once. That's ex that's exactly yeah. it. Like I I feel like one of the ways that I've been able to show up for myself in adulthood most mm -hmm. is the recognition that like there's the ch child, like inner child in me that wants to have all good or all bad experiences mm -hmm. because that is a part of youth and like naivety. Yeah. But in reality, like I want to be able to hold all of me at once. And yeah. that means the shadow and the light. And that means it's yeah. true for other people. And even the experiences that like we get to devour and consume, like it's not going to always be the sweetest thing it's or not. the most bitter. It's going to be a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And owning that and just like having, a key Definitely. is so important yeah well thank you so much for being here with thank me today i feel me. really really grateful to have been able to share this and i appreciate your vulnerability so much thank i you. i know that i have been transformed a lot by what you've shared today oh. so i hope that our readers will or our listeners will too that means so much it's um mutual. what do we have to look forward to that's coming yeah. up with you and where can everybody find you for sure um so as i was just telling kendra earlier I am working on two books. Um, I'm working on like a nonfiction book, which Big is snaps. like more info soon um, and a children's book. So for the little ones I'm or for so like your excited. inner child. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, I love children's books, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're they're dope. Um, doing that. And um, yeah, I think those are my my largest projects that I'm working on. A lot of writing, a lot of writing. Of course, writing. as you should. Um, and you can find me um, both on Instagram and TikTok at Kara Roselle S. Gorgeous. Yeah. Amazing. Tap in. Y'all will see you soon. This podcast and every episode is produced and edited by Joey Gabala, music by Sufi Hamilton, and of course, the voice of Kendra Austin. See you soon.